Welcome into the official. We got a great show for you as always. Um, and what we're going to do is keep you guys up to date on what is going on across the high school football landscape because we've been talking all summer about our 2024 guys. Um, some we were right on and some looking like maybe we were wrong on based on what we knew up to that point. Um, some guys are confirming everything we thought they were and some guys are causing us to raise some eyebrows. So we will go over the good, bad, and the ugly for some premium names in the 2024 class this week, highlighting specifically weeks two and three, but really kind of what is going on across the season, um, which is going to impact where we put these guys, you know, like um, if they didn't progress the way we wanted them to, or certain guys are showing exactly what we wanted to see, they're going to move up and down throughout the season. And that will also be reflected in the mock drafts that we do throughout the season as well. So stay tuned for all of those. And without further ado, this is the official. All right, everybody's here. Back from, uh, we pre-recorded one show, so it's been a while since I saw you guys live. Uh, but good to have you in the house here and uh, ready to talk some week two, week three breakouts and duds and busts and injuries and all that stuff. Yep, you know, we always are. Always are. I don't even need to ask. All right, well, um, <clears throat> you know, let's just get into it. Some of the quarterbacks here, I'm looking at the show sheet, and I've got six green highlighted quarterbacks, meaning that we've got positive news to say on these guys. Uh, much to David's chagrin, I'm sure, because he has been a quarterback hater most of his class. But it looks like some guys are really putting some things together and, uh, and coming out looking really good. First and foremost, a guy that, you know, his hold on the easy top one QB is maybe a little shaky, but Din Raiola heating up. What did you guys see this week? Uh, Matt, we'll just go to you first. What did you see with Raiola? And uh, is he backed in your good graces? I know we, were, we weren't like off Dylan Raiola, but, you know, a little bit questioning. Uh, was he really the stud we all thought he was? Uh, yeah, so I actually I watched this game live between uh, Buford and North Cobb. And, uh, yeah, he, he's had a pretty slow start to the season, not putting up, you know, big numbers. The offense has been a bit more conservative, but – uh, he really came out this week and showed off that first throw that we just saw there, you know, like a 60-yard moving down the field, great accuracy. Uh, that That's the kind of throws that we want to see on Rayola. And uh, there's really not many guys in this class that can do that consistently. And uh, I think that's really what sets him apart, at least, just you know, the arm talent and the downfield accuracy. It's uh, No one else has really got it. Not many people have his arm. So uh, it's just good to see that. Yeah, you can and, see it's just and he did win there. pretty easily as well. <laughs> and North Cobb's a quality program. I mean, he's yeah. playing in some good Georgia competition here this year as well. Twelve of sixteen, two hundred eighty-four yards, three touchdowns were his stats for this past week. And yeah, you can just see the easy arm action there. Uh, that's what you really love to see. David, what's up? I just want to chime in here. Um, although it did boost his stats quite a bit, he's still we got a ways to go. We got a ways to go here. He's he's at six point nine yards per attempt, 
Negative 43 yards rushing right now. I, I know the competition's really hard, and it's a, it's a new school, new system. He's got to learn all that stuff. So it's, it could be a slow transition, but let's uh, – the jury's out. It's jury's not out. all puppies and rainbows here. Uh, yeah. No, it's good news. I mean, negative forty rushing yards. You know, you know that's that's. I'm with you on that being a big, big problem. Uh, I don't know if that'll change. Mobility's actually been the thing that I've kind of been like, okay, he's a good prospect, no doubt, arm talent, but like, you know, Mahomes is incredibly mobile. He's not going to put up a thousand yards rushing or something like that, but. When you say he's Mahomes, and people have said that since his sophomore year, I don't know. I don't know what his mobility is like. I'm going to need to watch a full game. Maybe I can get over to Buford. Um, all right. <clears throat> my guy hopefully will re- re- remain my guy. I don't know if DJ Lagway will wind up at UF after what we saw last week um, from the Gators. If I was him, I would be looking to decommit ASAP. But – as of now, still committed. Looking really sharp. David, he's been our guy. We love the mobility. We love all the tools. But 21 of 23, 436 yards and eight TDs in week two. That's one game. Then 19 of 29, 192 yards, one TD, two picks, but six carries, 86 yards and touchdowns. So tremendous dual threat. Um, and uh, the one thing here is, even though it's high school football in Texas, the comp is not great, right? So, what are you looking at with DJ Lagway? Yeah, I think the week two opponent was fairly weak for for their standards, their scheduling standards. Um, he does play six eight Texas, I, I think I believe. So, his SOS should should end up being pretty strong. Um, I did catch some highlights of him. You know, the six for eighty six on the ground was really good. He actually. He looked a little burstier, a little faster, I thought. I don't know. We'll have to check a, a mile per hour on his senior tape to see if he had a little more juice because I think he's in the 19-mile-per-hour range, I believe, right now. Uh, you know, still, he's he's a he's a unit, so, you know, he can just kind of, like, plow through people anyway. Yeah. So pretty good, pretty good in that regard. So, I, yeah, he's an ascending a quarterback right now. A little more of a tank-style runner than, like, you know, say you're Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. Um, and I always was like, he's a willing runner. He's an effective runner. I didn't think he was a, you know, uh, necessarily a game breaker type runner, but you know, if he added some juice in the off season, that could change. That would be good to see if we get that, you know, miles per hour up over 20. Um, Matt, a guy we liked big time riser all throughout the summer looked good at the elite 11. Will Hammond <laughs> lost a game 82 to 80. Walk us through that one. That would have been a hell of a DFS stack. Yeah, uh, I mean, you got you to gotta, gotta be upset with your defense on that one. I mean, he put up 10 touchdowns himself, 700 Ooh. passing yards, four passing touchdowns, 88 rushing yards for six rushing touchdowns. Uh, I didn't check the level of competition. I imagine it's, it's not great. Right, David, did you check? I, I forget. I, I don't know if it's on my head. I believe it was like – um, the power rating of the team last year was like I think fifteen. Yeah, okay. so not not great. Well, the uh, as you can expect, easy. seeing a score. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're just really and... really bad defenses. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we didn't really get any video of it, so uh, I imagine a lot of it was kind of easy for him. He got a shout out from Patrick Mahomes after this. Uh, I assume mostly because of the Texas Tech connection there. Oh. Uh, 
So, I mean, good to see him putting up numbers. Not much to take away from it as we don't have, you know, video of it. But, you know, that's crazy, crazy performance. Probably best we'll see all season. Uh, yeah, 10 touchdowns. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, I thought Lagway's eight-touchdown week was impressive. That's nuts. 719 passing yards. Um, just ludicrous. That's some, like, uh, you know, NCAA football on, on freshman mode or whatever, walk-on mode, and where you're just going nuts. Um, all right, I'm going to throw this one to David for sure because, you know, I've been also tinkering with Julian Sayan as the QB1. I haven't done it yet. Uh, I know you have been on that train a little bit as well. I don't know if you officially did it or you maybe also thinking about it as well. He looks good. Yeah, yeah, I have him. I have him like just it's essentially a tie at this point between Rail and Sane. Both of them have their their issues. Um cuz I'm kind of with you Alfred where you you're kind of questioning the arm strength and, and I don't there's not a lot of NFL throws honestly there, there isn't. Like his big thing is like accuracy. Uh, you know, he's a cerebral quarterback, stuff like that. But the last two games, he's completed 89% of his passes. Mm. You know, that's really good. Um, seven touchdowns. He's actually been rushing a little more. I believe he's already over. He's almost matched, I think, his last last year's rushing. So he does look kind of what we saw at the Elite 11. Like, even just watching, like, Instagram Live, we are like, oh, this guy's kind of like, he's a little twitchier than I thought. He moves a little bit better than I initially had thought. He might be closer to maxed out physically than some of the other guys you know he doesn't have like this huge frame he's not gonna pack on a bunch of muscle stuff like that but um he is i think he's already over 100 some rushing yards so that's good uh but yeah like we were still waiting to i'm still waiting to see like you know those you know opposite hash to sideline type throws you know where he's just driving the ball on a line like 30 yards whatever i i just don't see a lot of that and that's kind of like the main thing but it's like um, you know, Matt got his VOE at, um, I think it was around 4.8, which is, you know, a little, it's below average. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's probably gonna have to throw with good amount of anticipation and stuff like that to overcome it. So you kind of just wonder long-term is the arm going to kind of hold him back? That is a very fair assessment. Um, but I do like the, the skedaddle on the ground here. I like what we're seeing with the, he can get after it. Um, and I will, I will say I, I've not officially like changed my grades to officially have say a number one, but I was in a Debbie draft at the last round. Uh, we have like seven rounds in this particular one and you know, there's nobody really there and you can draft anybody. You can draft a middle school if you want. There's no rules. I actually took Saiyan and Rayola could have been available and I took Saiyan, uh, partly just I don't know, the Bama, I like the running. I think he could be really effective. I mean, he could, like Bryce Young, I don't think has like a a howitzer. Um, You know, he's anticipation, he's accuracy. So I don't know, I'm kind of seeing maybe a perfect outcome is Bryce Young-ish from saying if he can run a little bit and really just be pinpoint uh and uh yeah i mean i made that decision i could have taken riola i was going to take riola and then last minute i was just like you know i think i want saying so for what it's worth he's not officially my qb1 but i just took him over riola in a debbie draft um 
Maybe that'll be foolish in hindsight. We'll see. All right, so Jaden Davis, I'll just talk about this. I mean, these are great stats, 59 for 80, 73% completion. We love to see that. Uh, 1,000 yards, it's over 10 yards per attempt, uh, very over 10 yards per attempt. 11 TDs, no picks through three games. Pretty nice. I just I just don't know if I can do it with Davis. Matt, do you have a counter? I mean, I just think he's going to be really effective. He's going to be a safe high floor guy. Um, I just don't know. I'm not impressed. Like, I'm not going to bump him up because of this. I mean, yeah, I, I think I have the lowest grade on him currently out of all of us. So you're not going to get me singing his praises. Um, but, I mean, he is performing great. You can't deny that. He also does have, I think, three power five receivers on his team. Uh, Jordan Ship, mm. who's going to North Carolina, put up, you know, I think 250 yards uh, week one. So he does have that advantage. I think they're probably playing against uh, competition. They probably pretty easily overpower. I just, you know, I, I don't really see the ceiling with him. I don't see the, you know, the CFF production with him at Michigan. I just don't. You know, I, good player, not a good fancy asset. I agree. I think he's good. I mean, I do think he is good, like you said. Um, for fantasy, I'm just not sure it's there. I mean, uh, he could turn into like Drew Brees in the perfect system uh, and just pepper – all around high volume, very accurate kind of guy. But otherwise, I just see a very good player, safe player, but not like a guy who's going to do much for your fantasy team. And of course, David, got to give you time to talk about the Haas. Uh, Haas Haney looking pretty good. Uh, insane rushing totals here. What are we doing with Haney? I guess headed to TCU. Looks like they need a quarterback ASAP after that performance against Colorado. Yeah, it's interesting. Like all the reports at Elite Eleven were, you know, that his arm was like really good. Like the breakaway data was like top three, top four, which like it didn't really necessarily match my eyes. I guess Matt um, got his VOE, and it was I think in the fives. I don't know if you know that number off the top of your head, but I think it was in the fives, which is you know average to below average, um, but. He played against Geyer, which is just, it's, you know, it's, it's a powerhouse in Texas. They're mm -hmm. always, I mean, even, even without Jackson Arnold, they're, they're always like top 20 in Texas, at least oh, the yeah. last like five years or whatever. So, I mean, he was 15 for 20, 252 yards, um, you know, no turnovers, one touchdown pass. And then, yeah, like you said, on the ground, 12 carries, 135 yards uh, and another touchdown. So, and they, he, uh, he led like a, a game winning drive towards the end to get a, to a game winning field goal and they won 48, 45. So it is good to see him leading, you know, being very efficient against a very good team. And, um, you know, I think stacks up stacks slightly up still. Um, I just want to see how he does, you know, the full year. Yeah. We love our Hoss here. Um, just for anyone who's following along or maybe listening for the first time, uh, VOE is velocity over expected. It is a kind of a, an equation that we have come up with, I believe. Uh, basically, how uh, how you know how much velocity these quarterbacks are throwing based on what you expect on the type of throw, without getting too much more into it. Um, higher is better. I mean, stronger arm. Uh, and then, yeah, Haney. The the real tough thing with Haney is like he's five eleven listed, so that might mean he's five ten. I mean, you know, we don't know. However, in the in the modern era 
where, you know, Kyler went first, then uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young is small. I mean, he's absolutely small. You can see him next to real other NFL players, and he's, like, small, but he's going to get it done. Um, You know, I think that's a thing to think about in the future. Do we really need to be that worried anymore if people are going to draft these guys if they perform? No one's that worried about it anymore, it seems. Um, Okay. Uh, Haas Haney, very fun player. Haas Haney leads a game-winning drive against a powerhouse in Texas. Aaron Nolan gets upset and bombs the potential game-winning drive and throws a pick here. Uh, Matt, I'm going to throw it to you because Aaron Nolan's been kind of your guy. You've had him, I think, top three maybe for a lot of the thing. You say not having a good season here on the stat list or stat sheet here. So, um, you know, what are you, what are your takes here from the 2023 season for Aaron Nolan? Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely uh, having to go back on what I've said about Nolan a little bit. Uh, week one, he played against Carrollton, uh, a pretty good Georgia team. They have Julian Lewis, Caleb Odom. Oh, yeah, great team. And uh, he won that game, but did not look very good in the process, playing, you know, very conservative ball, like, I don't know, like five yards per attempt. It was something really, really bad. Uh, and, you know, his arm is noticeably on the weaker end of the scale. So, Starting off with that, not great. And then now he plays uh, Butler in North Carolina, whose uh, max prep power rating is like a, a 12. And their, theirs is significantly higher, being one of the best teams out of Georgia. And they come out, they lose the game. He could have won a, a game-winning drive. He threw an interception. So um, a lot of questions with Nolan. He was supposed to be this safe prospect, which in some regards it kind of is. But I'm having even more doubts about what that ceiling is. And, uh, you know, I, maybe I've been wrong about what I'm saying. Maybe he isn't the next multi-year Ohio State starter at this pace. Um, you know, I can very easily see someone coming in and outperforming him. So, uh, yeah, take that all with a grain of salt. I'm uh, lowering him down a good bit. He's barely in my tier two quarterbacks. I know, and I'm sure that was tough for you. Um, well, you know, and I think that highlights what we are doing. The further out you go from – college and even you know if you're playing dynasty and you're just evaluating nfl rookies each year but the further out you go from that like we have to be very flexible these guys are not finished products we think we see something one year uh and then that is you know they show us something different like we have to be very flexible it's not like we have an entire college career uh to base our evaluations off of or whatever so i think you know, that's what makes it fun. But also, if, I think if, to be good at this, you really got to be humble and you have to say, hey, I got to flip this um, because our data, our, our, our timeline of evaluating these guys is very short. Um, so sad for Aaron Nolan right now. Maybe he'll turn it around. And, and then we've got Colin for these, for these next two quarterbacks we're about to talk about. Too. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. other guys well, I've been hyping up. <clears throat> Colin Hurley, who's got a great – motion and release he's also very very young for the class uh he reclassified but david what are your thoughts here colin hurley coming in sub 50 percent completion rate um otherwise stats not looking great any thoughts on on him i know you weren't necessarily high on him but like where are we at with hurley here going to lsu yeah i mean he's done so well in like these like elite 11 type settings and camps we kind of and you know he's been so young i think he's been starting since like eighth as in like an eighth grader it's kind of thinking this would be like you know his breakout uh you know through two games 43 percent uh completion percentage isn't gonna cut it 
yards per attempt, super low. Four TDs, two interceptions, and he's got uh, – he's actually improved his rushing yards quite a bit to five. He has five rushing yards. Uh, he's up to negative 152 rushing yards for his career. Uh, so <laughs> I don't want to dog him. Like, we'll see. It's early in the year. Uh, so, but so far, I just, we were hoping for more, I think. All right. And so in the interest of time, we're just going to move forward. Last quarterback on the list here, uh, Matt, take it away with Trevor Jackson. The show sheet just says dot, dot, dot. So what, fill in those dots here. Yeah. So we meant to talk about him last episode, but we couldn't get around to it. Uh, he ended up transferring to a different high school, Jones, uh, out in Orlando. And uh, he's now teammates with a 2026 quarterback, Darion Coleman, who has been uh, outshining him. Uh, it sounds like he's getting more reps than Jackson is, really. And Jackson has been uh, performing quite as well as uh, Coleman has. So uh, I, I've dropped him down significantly. It's that. And then he committed to Ole Miss as well. And uh, I would consider Austin Simmons a better prospect at this point. So it's hard for me to project him as, you know, a useful fantasy asset at this stage. That's tough. That's tough. All right. Well, also very, very young. Colin Hurley, Trevor Jackson, both extremely young for the class. Maybe they will get it together, but that's disheartening, especially, I mean, a 2026 guy, that should not be happening. Uh, even splitting reps there, even if they're good, even if they're good. Um, all right. <clears throat> so moving on to running backs here, we do have some we have three videos. So if you're listening on a podcast, please go and check out the YouTube video uh, because we like to show you these players, what they're doing. One of my favorite guys in the class here, uh, Kiwan Lacey committed to Nebraska. Um, and I'll just take this one because he is one of my favorite three stars. Um, but yeah, looking good. 208 yards and three touchdowns. He's a creative player, and you can even see it right there in that first play. Kind of makes a guy miss in the backfield and then shoots upfield for a touchdown. But, you know, he was kind of dead to rights there in the backfield. He also plays with toughness. You can see here just, like, taking on contact, turning it into something else. And he's still going broke like, what, five, six tackles on that play? Um, he's, he's a very fun player. I mean, this guy looks great. And, uh, uh, you know, the more I've done this, the more that I have no problem, especially at running back, I have no real problem putting three-star guys like way up there because I think size, speed, and if the tape looks pretty good, unless they're a head case that we don't know about, I think running backs can go in and just be great. Look at Damian Martinez. I mean, that guy is now an absolute bell cow for Oregon State. We knew. We knew he was going to be good, and he was a three-star. And it's like now he's, you know, he's going to probably run for 1,000 yards plus in his entire every season of his career. Uh, so anyway, really like Lacey, like Nebraska, going to that Matt Rule system. Uh, another guy, Matt, that you knew of before I did, but I also got on board with him, Matthew Fuller, kind of going absolutely bonkers so far this year. I'll run the tape and you tell us about it, what you're seeing here. Uh, yeah, I think he's mostly playing you know, more of mid-level Georgia competition, but I mean, he is – Definitely dominating. He has uh, 39 carries, 552 yards, uh, and six touchdowns in two games, 14 yards per carry. Uh, it, it does not get much better than that. And you can see here he's looking big, he's looking fast, and uh, he can definitely move still. So, um, you know, definitely like to see that. We haven't really seen much out of Dontavious Braswell out of South Carolina. I mean, they didn't exactly look uh, great this weekend, especially from rushing perspective. So, 
Um, you know, landing spot, we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, as a player, I mean, he's looking as good as he has been. And, uh, you know, someone I'll definitely be looking for. He moved up a tiny bit after uh, seeing how good he's been so far this year. Yeah, you say big and fast. That's exactly what you're looking for. I think he's another three-star guy committed to South Carolina, but big and fast. We like that. Uh, David, Jason Patterson continues to be an absolutely uber producer. Um, looks like 11 for 254 and five total uh, touchdowns. That's some Noel Devine stuff right there from back in the day. If you remember Noel Devine's stat lines used to look like that. Um, this guy going to Kentucky or committed? Is that right? Cincy. Cincinnati. So we really potentially like him for early CFF. David, what do you think about Jason Patterson now he keeps doing this? Yeah, similar similar uh, sentiment to the last one. Big and fast, you know, 200-plus pounds, 21.9 miles per hour. None of that's changed. Um, you know, kick return TDs. A lot of the same. A lot of the same stuff. He's playing really, really bad competition. I, you know, but I we are hypothesizing that like running back might be the easiest. It might be the easier um, position to transition from, like bad competition. Um, but I thought he showed there was a few clips. I don't know if we'll get him in here. I think we will. But he showed. I thought he showed decent agility. I don't think he's stiff by any means either. Um, and he showed a little bit of power as well. Um, so I don't know. He's going to put up crazy. As long as he's healthy this year, he's going to put up just bananas numbers. And uh, uh, yeah, like you said, Cincinnati, they, they have a pretty weak depth chart going forward at running back. So it would not yeah, surprise me. If he... My initial feel on him was kind of a one cut and go a little linear, but you know, if he can show a little bounce, a little agility, he's like moving around there in a phone. Booth right there. And, yeah. I agree, yeah. So, you know, I think he's, yeah, pretty darn interesting. And he's bigger than I thought as well. You guys corrected me. He's he's comfortably over 200. Is that right? I think he's like right on the line. Around 200. But 21.9, I mean, that's, that is great. 221.9 is fantastic. Um, all right. I've got to pay the piper here for David Eziomume, North Cobb High School. He's got two games where he's gone 34 for 133, 3.9 yards per carry, and two touchdowns. That is hashtag bad. Um, I really thought I liked the tape. I thought he was kind of good at everything. Um, but that's just not going to do it senior year. Uh, if you're that good, I think you are. they're, they're going to give you a, a million carries and you're going to just be ripping off stuff like Jason Patterson. I mean, if you're that good. So I, I really got to eat crow here, and um, you know we're going to have to drop him down quite a bit. Uh, that is not looking great. Cameron Jones, I'll just mea culpa again. I mean, 20 for 85 and two through three games. Not good. That's not good. You want that in a half. You want that in a half for these guys. So I just you know loved he was 240, looked fast enough, but uh, – not looking good for Cameron Jones this year. And then we have uh, a few injury updates. Is this going to affect either of your opinions on Johan Cardenas missed game two or week two? Uh, and then James Peoples injured. But, you know, there's still a whole year before we'd see them on campus. So. Yeah, we don't, we don't really have any update as to the particulars of those injuries. So it was just a wait and see for both. 
Yeah, we can't even get updates in college, much less high school. So sorry, everybody. That is, uh, you know, we can't. There's only so much we can do on injury reports. All right, we have pretty much a lot of glowing things here on the wide receiver front. Uh, looking really good, Cam Coleman. Who remind me where you guys are? Because I like Cam Coleman. Matt and David, are you are you pretty high on him? Like top ten guy? Oh. Uh, easily, yeah. David and I were both. I mean, I don't want to speak for David, but we were very, very high on him. I think we both have dropped down a tiny bit, uh, but he's you know performing well statistically at least. Yeah, nine for one thirty-eight and two, six for one fifteen and three in two different games. David, walk us through these highlights and uh, where is he at for you right now? I think he's a top five guy for me if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, well, one of the big questions in his profile is his production. Um, you know, playing alongside Carmelo English, um, you know, he didn't have his production. I like that. He caught that ball right out of his frame. Um, mm. Good body control there. Um, you can see he tracks it well over his shoulder stuff like that. So, like, he's definitely – he has really good coordination. He's got that – Is that one-handed? What's that? That last one looked one-handed. I could – yeah, I couldn't – but, yeah, he's catching a lot of fades, a lot of post goes, stuff like that. But um, he's going to check boxes on production for sure. Like, you know, nine catches, 138 yards, two TDs. And then the second game, six catches, 115 yards, three touchdowns. So I think he will do that. It really it really comes down to, you know, how much refinement he has in his route running. And that's kind of what I'm going to be looking for, looking at through the se- as the season develops. Yeah, I think he's very flexible. He's a big guy. Um, and headed to Bama, right? So that you you love to see that. And no, Matt, A and M, A Was he ever headed to Bama? Was it like I don't know why? No. Okay, A and M. Perry Thompson was for the flipped. Okay, I don't know what to do with A and M. I don't even know. Is that a good landing spot? I have no idea what's going on with A and M. Although uh, Evan Stewart did have a nice game this week, and Whiteman looks okay uh, at quarterback. All right, Matt. The floor is yours to talk about Aaron Butler. All right, so Aaron Butler, Matt, take it away. Floor is yours. And we had to actually do this in a little different way. I have to share my screen here because the highlights are just too big, too many highlights for the standard way that we do the videos. Take it away with Aaron Butler, your guy. Uh, yeah, so he is off to an extremely hot start to begin this season. 26 catches, 706, 678 yards six touchdowns in three games. So uh, last year he only had 800 receiving yards total. So he's going to easily eclipse that. And, you know, production definitely won't be a question with him. Uh, I I charted his game, uh, one of his games, a 200-yard game, and uh, I I came away very impressed. I was already high on him compared to the services. But now uh, I I think he's just taking the next step, really. He's looking a lot more refined. Uh, He's just making tons, tons of big plays. I, I moved him up significantly in my grades. He's now my wide receiver four, actually. Pretty close to oh. tier one grade. Woo! Uh, at this point, I, he's kind of answered all my questions. He's got ball skills. I think he's one of the best players in his class with the ball in his hands. I, I mean, I, I've never seen anybody uh, attempt and pull off this many spin moves, uh, back jukes, flipping the field. I, I just think he's extremely dynamic in that area. He's extremely fast. Uh, he can go up and get the ball. He's a good route runner now at this stage. Uh, and he's going to Colorado, who showed, you know, that they're definitely something to be taken seriously. 
Um, so I, I feel like there really aren't too many questions left with his profile. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to treat him appropriately. I'm going to uh, push him up very high on my grades. He has, a, I think, a 0.79 for me currently. And uh, <laughs> it could honestly go up even higher. And uh, is he a composite three-star? I know he was when we first started talking about him. Uh, I don't recall, honestly. He's, he's okay. listed as, as an athlete on pretty much oh, all he's an athlete. Still, but okay. He's definitely going to be playing wide receiver at Colorado. So uh, that's all well, that really matters for that. It, and I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, now. Club move, just through him. We got to like Colorado. I mean, I guess Sanders is probably only there this year. I would imagine maybe he goes to the NFL. Um, and I don't know what it will look like after that. I also don't know how long Prime will be there. If he does this for the rest of the season, he'll probably get, you know, he could get the Alabama job. I don't know. Um, but, man, yeah, we got, we got to say not only did Aaron Butler has answered your questions, uh, Colorado answered our questions about is this a, you know, a fantasy-friendly landing spot. Look at what Dylan Edwards did. One of the guys that we kind of liked, but he was 5'7". We were like, could he be Deuce Vaughn? I don't know. Four touchdowns. I mean, just absolutely insane. Um, and they're looking good. Travis Hunter, bonkers. Shooter Sanders. Now, granted, the TCU defense is bad, but it's still TCU. I mean, it's, a, it's not like Alcorn State or something like that. So, pretty wild. Pretty wild stuff. Um, all right. Micah Hudson. David, um, we like him. Uh, any, any additional thoughts here? It looks like he had a good game. Two touchdowns. Yeah, he just mossed some poor kid right here. I don't know. But that's the toe tapper. But the next highlight is him just mossing some kid. Uh, you know, nothing groundbreaking. Oh, yeah. He does this all the time. So he's he's still good at football. That's that's our update. <laughs> that's our update. Okay, great. Uh, Matt Ryan Wingo, a guy you've been a little skeptical on in terms of uh, you know, is he is he refined enough? How high should we have him? Athletic freak. But looks like he's putting it together on the field here. What do you think about Wingo's start to 2023? Uh, yeah, I was definitely a bit uh, impressed with what I saw, at least, uh, you know, in terms of what he's good at already. I mean, he's, he's good with the ball in his hands. You'll see that uh, in the next following plays. But he also, his hands looked a little better, more extension grabs as opposed to, you know, just body catching things. There. Mm. Nice. There you go. Go up and get it, grabbing it, coming down with it. Um, I'll, I'll still have to chart him and see how he's doing on, you know, the separation side of things. Uh, you don't really see him, you know, smoking anyone in that regards here, but I mean, he, he looks good. He's putting up numbers. He looks great at the ball in his hands and, uh, he's winning contested now, which is good to see. And yeah. Missouri's I mean, offense is not an awful spot to be going to anymore. No, no. I mean, Burden. Looks Actually, no, he isn't committed yet. My, my apologies. It's assumed. But, I think that's, yeah, that's where he's expected ball. to go at this point. Yeah. Crystal ball, yeah. Burden looked real good this week. Um, you know, I think I think that's going to be an interesting spot going forward for Missouri in terms of, you know, fantasy-friendly landing spots here. All right. Uh, Jeremiah Smith through two games, 10 for 112 and 2. I mean, that's not what you really want to see. It's not, it's not the dreadful. Two touchdowns. Uh, but I, you know, I, I'm, I had to move him up from where I previously had him. But, like, I still remain a little bit like, what, is, what am I missing on this guy? Um, but, I mean, I'm not going to kill those stats after two games. David, I know you've been on my side a little bit with Jeremiah Smith. Uh, any any uh, doubt 
creeping in here after the after the start of the season? Kind of. I mean, you'd like to see him dominate more than that, I feel like. And, yep. like, the charting on him isn't, like, amazing. Like, it doesn't, like, they're ta- the industry is talking about him as a generational player, and that's the thing where I just get, I do think he's good. Um, I just don't know how good, like, is he, how, how special is he? Does he have to be wide receiver number one? I, I You know, I don't know. Does he have to be in tier yeah. one? I don't, I don't know. Well, I agree, and I think like the service is having him two overall. So not only wide receiver one, but like two overall in the entire class. You do not really even see a wide receiver that high, and it's just a little bit off. I don't know. I mean, we've seen plenty of receivers that we liked a lot better, and so I'm not sure what it exactly is with Jeremiah Smith. I agree, probably probably a good player, but two overall in class. I mean, come on, I don't know, uh, Matt. Parker Livingstone, I have to – I'm not sure I recognize his name, but the stats look fantastic. Uh, tell us about Parker Livingstone and 11, 231, and 3. Was that one game? Uh, yeah, that was one game. I, I don't really have much of a take here. It's just a, a notable performance. He committed to Texas. Uh, you know, I, my assumption has been that he would get buried on that depth chart. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, but, you know, good to see him making you know, a really big game, really big performance. Yeah, all right. Bryant Wesco, a personal favorite. I think he's real good. Um, quality player, 772 and two. We like to see that. And then I can actually jump you know, in. The, I, I actually I actually think the Wesco is a bit of a negative compared to where he was statistically last year. Mm, uh, okay. I, I watched his last game. I, I wasn't super impressed. I know we're cutting late here, so I won't go too much more in detail. But I, I'm souring on Wesco a little bit. Okay, no, good to know. Good to know. I mean, it wasn't, yeah, 772 and two isn't mind blowing, but depending on you know, the, the high school and the passing game, that could be great or not. It's hard to say. Um, but there there are some concerns with Wesco. I like him, but, you know, one of the big things that I saw, and I think he gets away with it, but, like, he doesn't play above the rim. And he's a tall guy, but he doesn't really get up and get after it. He does a lot with uh, timing and movement and footwork but doesn't just kind of sky up and dominate very often. Um, kind of plays a little closer to the ground, which is weird for like a 6'3 guy. Um, and then Gatlin Blair, uh, number one freak on our list whenever that comes out. 7209-2, but we don't know when we'll see him on a college football field. But fun to keep track of him here. 7209-2 uh, is obviously pretty nice. And then Caleb, Caleb Odom who we like quite a bit. I mean, the tight end class is loaded here. Five TDs in three games. David, uh, update us here on Caleb Odom. I think you're high on him as well. Yeah, he's he's playing really good competition as well. Um, this play really stood out to me because the one thing with him is I was a little bit curious of his physicality, you know, because he is like, he was essentially a wide receiver. Uh, I looked like he added some weight, some good muscle to his frame as well. Um, but like his play strength looks a little bit better to me and through three games, he has five touchdowns. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a tight, that's moving pretty well for a two. What is he? Two twenty five now. So I don't know, man. I, I like him. He's got an absolute stud. Julian Lewis is awesome. Uh, 2026 QB. My hypothesis is he may, he may upgrade in class to 2025 eventually, but man, Julian Lewis is, fantastic um and then we got carter nelson 
I'll go back to you, David, because I think I think you were kind of interested in these stats and wanted to bring them up. So this is Nebraska commit, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He's a uh, tight end, Nebraska. but seems to be doing a lot of different things. That's what he I mean, he plays some quarterback. He's getting carries and 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 receiving, obviously. So just wanted to bring up that he's averaging he's he has 17 carries, 266 yards, five touchdowns, so 15 yards per carry. Uh, also has five receptions, 183 yards and four touchdowns, 36 yards per reception. Whew. He's playing 8v8 football, folks. So I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt. Point being is he's dominating like he should be. He's like a 95th percentile athlete. So he's doing what he should be. And uh, he's going to put up some bonkers numbers this year, it looks like. Carter Nelson, you love the all-purpose guys in high school. I think when you're in high school, if you're that good, you should just be dominating no matter what happens, wherever you touch the ball, whenever you touch the ball. So you like to see that. Great recap, guys. I think that was awesome. Really appreciate you uh, putting the work in, watching these players, keeping up keeping up to tabs on what these guys are doing. I think it's going to help us, and we will see it flesh out. I think our next mock draft might be on tap for next week. So we'll see. Uh, if that changes some of these uh, ADPs as we keep going. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining. Without further ado, this has been The Official.